Hi everybody, this is Clayton from GCF Learn Free, and this is another podcast in our mini-series on professional rejection. Like the previous podcast, we're going to go into depth into the more emotional side of rejection, in addition to discussing steps you can take to overcome it. Besides talking about the trials of the job search, we're also going to discuss rejection on a creative level. That is, when you're a creative person and you put your work out there for your job or for the world to see, and how you deal with any rejection that comes with that sharing. So to help me with that discussion is GCF Learn Free's native graphic designer, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Get to know you a little better. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite work on the GCF Learn Free site that you've done? Well, yeah, so it's under the now, and probably my favorite one was uh, the virtual reality and augmented reality, mm-hmm. because just illustrating the girl sitting on a little couch, a uh, futuristic-looking couch, and then drawing a little bubble uh, showing like what she could possibly be looking at. And it's like a prehistoric dinosaur scene of like okay. two T-Rexes like yeah. laughing. Well, they have laugh fighting. <laughs> and it, that's, it's like the T-Rex with the weird shaped head. Yes. And they yeah, have yeah. the crazy weird shaped heads that kind of are reminiscent of Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. The T-Rex and that. But yes, that's probably one of my most favorite illustrations that I made. Mm. Um, all, the fake news illustration, that mm-hmm. was pretty comical. Yeah. Um, that was so, and you helped me with that because yeah. you pitched the idea about, like, celebrity proposes not brushing teeth. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, so. she was pretty gross looking. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So anything, the an illustration that kind of allows you to be more comical is always funner because yeah. it's, like, more of a funny thing. So. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> funny thing to design. Well, um, to start off, we're going to talk about the job search specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about a job search period that you went through. Mm-hmm. So just kind of set the stage, like what was going on in your life when you were going through this period. Yeah. So the longest job search that I experienced was for about uh, four months. Okay. And I and I say that's the longest job search because there have been other times where I've been looking, but I've always been freelancing in those situations. So it wasn't that stressful where I really did need a job. Yeah. Um. But this situation, it was, um, I was just recently out of college. It was my first year out of college after receiving a Bachelor's of Fine Arts with a concentration in design. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had just uh, gotten my first job, and it only lasted six months because I was hired on as a a design assistant to a senior designer. And uh, it just didn't work out because my job ended up not being as design-oriented as I was originally told it would be. I ended up being an assistant to the CEO of the company Mm. and not doing a lot of design tasks. Uh So eventually I got laid off from that job, and that was just after six months. And I was a bit discouraged because it was my first job and it didn't work out, and I really wanted it to. And I didn't have that much experience, so I felt more vulnerable looking for a job. So it took me about four months. During that time, I just tried not to get discouraged, but I couldn't help it, you know, because it was the first time I had just... I was still fresh out of school, and I didn't have that much experience. Um, I moved back in with my parents to save on money, mm-hmm. and uh, and I found a job eventually. So that yeah. was good. I found a job um, through an automotive company that was hiring for an entry designer. Okay. So that was good. Cool. During that four-month period, did you get rejected a lot? Yeah, I did. And I think it was just because I didn't have the experience they were looking for, like, all I had was my college portfolio and that you learn a lot when you go to college for design, but mm-hmm. you don't learn like real world design skills. You know, yeah. you don't learn situational design skills. 
you won't, and you won't learn that. There's no way they can teach you that until you get out in the field and you actually start working as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So I did get there were a couple jobs that just never either either never even like replied back to my um, email with my application, but that's okay. Like I dealt with it. Um, I got a little discouraged, but I got over it. Like I just try not to dwell on it and not take it personal. So. Yeah. So that didn't wear you down, being rejected? No. It, I mean, I'll, naturally, like, for anybody, um, it would wear you down a little bit at first. But honestly, like, it's been it's 2017 now. Um, I graduated from college in 2010. It's been seven years working in the real world as a graphic designer and having yeah. all different kinds of jobs in the design field. So it's been – at first, it did wear me down. Mm. Um, but after so many years, you just kind of learn not to take it personal yeah. and you learn not to focus on it and don't let that consume you. Just the fact that you were rejected, whether it was for a job, whether it was for a project that someone just didn't like or wanted to go a different direction with, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't really help you in any way or your image yeah. to dwell on something. Like you just have to kind of move past it. And the way that I move past it is by working, like coming, working on a different project for a while and kind of getting my mind off of it and then go back to it and okay. then reapproach that what happened and then just take into mind like what did happen and what you can do better in the future. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. During that 4 month span, do, do you use social media yes. or during that time at least? Mm-hmm. Did social media kind of mess with your head? When you're in the job search, kind of like when you see other friends like uh-huh. being successful, that sort of thing. A little bit. It's um, it is kind of hard. Like especially if you see other friends getting. Um, I've seen like other people that I went to school to design school with get really great jobs, and sometimes like you can't help but compare yourself sometimes mm-hmm. in any sort of career field. So it, in any sort of career you're in. So like, um, I had one friend who was moved out to Portland, and she got a really amazing job at a really cool independent um, design company. And she was doing great things, and I was still here. Um, I was I was letting myself compare myself to her, and I was in North Carolina, and I was working, I was working as a designer for much lower pay, like at a, a an automotive company. And I was like, oh, mm. I'm not doing cool things. Like yeah. like I want to do something cool like that. Like I want to do something besides uh, do car placement in a in a car ad or something. But yeah. those are the jobs that you kind of need to have at first when mm. you. Uh, get out of college and when you're starting off as a designer in order to achieve a better job for you to excel and for you to enjoy what you're doing. Like, I feel like where I'm at now, like I'm comfortable and I've kind of created my own position here mm-hmm. and and it's become successful because I've learned so many skills for my previous jobs working as a designer for and working on projects that weren't as ideal for me but they were ideal for the experience I needed, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. absolutely. Do you feel like you paid your dues by doing yes, that sort of stuff? Yes, definitely. I feel like I've definitely paid my dues, and I probably will continue to do so because it's still under 10 years that I've been working as a designer, but mm-hmm. but that's great. Like I, it's The more skill sets that I can gain, the better I am. So, yeah. hmm. When you finish that four-month job mm-hmm. search and you finally got something you were looking for, yeah. What happened that was different with that job? Um, uh, Did you adjust your job search at all? 
Yeah, well, I I mean, definitely during those four months, I adjusted my resume mm -hmm. and my application, my portfolio, my website. I adjusted all that because I realized there were a lot of things that I had to fix. I had to reapproach all of that in order to get the job that I wanted, the job that I needed more so. Yeah. Um, when I started the new job, um, I definitely had to readjust. I learned so much in the beginning when I started that job because I had to readjust my skill sets and the way I dealt with clients, because I was still new to dealing with new with clients at the place that I was working at. And yeah. luckily I had a team of senior graphic designers that weren't intimidating, very open. They were well seasoned. They had been working for a long time at the company. And they taught me a lot of, of what I practice today in terms of graphic design and executing um, good print collateral, which is basically just like good print work, like anything from marketing materials to giant billboard banners, like how yeah. to do that and how to communicate efficiently with clients and print vendors, because you need to communicate with both sides. Mm -hmm. And web design too, they taught me a lot about that and how to handle that and deal with clients as well. So I definitely had to readjust in terms of like just the way I worked. Yeah. But that was good. It was all positive. Yeah. Okay. So. How would you deal with rejection now versus who you were back then? Um, now I would definitely say, like I said before, I just don't dwell on it. Like I've always got so many projects on rotation that if someone does say, oh, well, I want to go another direction with this or can you change this? Um first thing is to not to dwell on it and not to take it personal because it really is not a personal thing. It's just you're working in a situation where people are just trying to get a job done. Yeah. So the best thing is just to not slow, slow the progress down and just do what you need to do. Hmm. Another thing too that I uh, like to do is uh, communicate efficiently because communication is really key whenever hmm. you're working on a design project. So make sure you communicate with the person, the person that's actually giving you the instructions or that's asking you to design a certain certain thing. Like make sure you're communicating clearly so you understand each other. If not, it's just going to slow the whole project down in the timeline. Yeah. So. All right. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. And now we're going to talk more about the creative side. Mm -hmm. um, and so how long have you been an artist? Well, I guess... An artist in my own mind, just how long I've been creating projects, I guess, since I was 16 or 17. Okay. So when I was younger, when I was in high school, I would draw and I would just do little drawings and paintings like on my own. And it was never anything where I got involved with an out, like an outside club or anything besides art class in high school, middle school. I would just draw on my own. Um, and then it expanded into college when I decided to go to school to study art. Mm. Um, then I got a bit more involved with like the, the programs and activities in college. Um, but I would say since I've been 16, so I'm 29 now. So uh, yeah, it's been definitely over 10 years. So. Okay. And in addition to as an artist mm -hmm. for GCF Learn Free, how do you share your creative work with the world? Uh, social media is very, very big. Um, Instagram mm -hmm. is great. I use that tool a lot and really often just because it's pictures. It's just picture posts. And yeah, you can put yeah. a small amount of text, but that's it. Um, I am on Twitter, but I don't utilize that enough right now. Um, I would like to kind of try to gain more of a following with that, but I just haven't um, had the time to really like dedicate myself to that. But Instagram is very big, 
a very big tool for me. And then I have my online portfolio site. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on expanding and doing um, an actual uh, shop online okay. through Etsy so I can sell prints and my own personal illustration. Oh, yeah. Nice. So with your creative work, have you ever received critical feedback? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of, I mean, there's been times where I've gotten feedback before that was in an inappropriate manner and Mm. not very professional. Yeah. But you kind of need to learn, same thing like before, not to take it personal and make sure that you don't allow that situation to be a a negative reflection on you, but just that's that own person's way of executing negative critiques. Yeah. And they can keep that on their own side if they want it if they want that to be a negative reflection of them. But yeah. make sure you handle it professionally is what I've learned. Because if you don't, it's just gonna look bad on you as yeah. well. So, so you took the high road. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Go high, don't go low. Okay. <laughs> and this is more you've gotten that type of feedback like in a professional setting or like in the online. I've gotten world? it on a professional setting. Okay. The online world, that I don't even take I don't even take for a second seriously because yeah. that's Social, like sometimes I'll get random comments on Instagram or something and it's like, oh, okay, this is just, this isn't a professional, this isn't work work, this is just social media. Mm-hmm. There's go- always going to be trolls, there's always going to be people that are just random and want to say random comments and just try to be hilarious on their own end. Yeah. But but that I don't even consider for a second of taking personal. But the, yeah, I've had... Um, critiques in an un stated in an unprofessional manner um at different places that I've worked at. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. That's actually good that that happens because it gives you a an opportunity to handle it and to put that behind you. So just for the future if it happens again. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, don't take it personal. Okay. <laughs> and so when when you got that feedback, yeah. were you kind of taken aback by it? Oh yeah, definitely. Like the first, uh, like the first minute, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. that's not good." Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I basically just said, "Okay, well, I'll I'll go back and reconsider what you said. I'll reconsider the edits that you proposed, and then I'll do whatever it takes to make this project better." Yeah. So. And so you were able to look at it. Mm-hmm objectively but you but you didn't you didn't just cave into whatever no, demand they had not at either. all no that's another thing that's like a tough thing that you learn um after a while working as a designer um is that you you need to find a good middle ground with your clients because mm-hmm. whoever you're working with they will have a completely different idea of how they want it to look and design designing something has so many variables like it i feel like it has to do with like where you come from and what you like like i this person loves the color blue mm-hmm. and they love everything that has to do with the color blue and this other person has grown up loving the color red yeah and they love everything that has to do with the color red so you're you're I mean, there's so many things that affect design. So whenever you're working with a client, you kind of have to find a middle ground where you can agree on something. Yeah. And you need to figure out how to professionally, not persuade them, but help them to understand that something will not look as great as they think it will. Mm -hmm. Because the piece is not just for them. It usually isn't just for them. It's for a whole demographic of people that they're trying to market to. So that's what they need to understand. It's almost like half your job is convincing them to trust your ability. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's something that's really, really important for you to do, especially whenever you're freelancing mm-hmm. and you're not working for 
like a you have so many different clients and it's just you like you're the whole team that that they're working for you have to really convince them to put a trust in you because a lot of these people a lot of sometimes you'll get clients that don't even know what they want yeah so you kind of have to figure out how to convince them this is what you want but not in a manipulative form you have to gather everything that they like everything that they're looking for but then also kind of try to cut away some of the fat in terms of like the things that aren't as important, but they suggested putting in there because mm-hmm. they were just trying to think of so many ideas to put into this design project, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Going back to that feedback and when you got critical feedback, mm-hmm. were, were you ever discouraged by it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, in the beginning, I got super discouraged. Um, when I was first starting out um, designing, I uh, I would compare myself to others a lot, and I would get allow myself to get discouraged. But that's just something that I got over because I realized it was just making me waste time. Mm. Like I, that time that I spent dwelling on something on on negative feedback, like it just made me waste an hour of time I could have spent making the project better. Yeah. So, regardless of feedback, did mm-hmm. you ever have a moment where you looked at your own work mm-hmm. and you just thought? I need to improve. Like, this is not what I imagined it would be kind of moment. Definitely. And that happens all the time. And I feel like you should always look at your own work and say, I need to improve. But at the same time, it's good to have some moments where you'll look at a project after going through so many edits and be like, I like this. I think this is great. I'm not going to beat myself up over it because I think this will be successful. Um, But at the same time, yes, I do think that you should consistently look at your work and see the areas where you can improve. Mm-hmm. I do that with every project, honestly, like see what I can make better. Honestly, I try to do that before anyone else looks at it and suggests an edit. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it depends on the time. If you're kind of rushed to work on a project, sometimes everybody's human. So you'll naturally make a mistake yeah. and the client will beat you to something that you might have goofed up on. And that's okay. That's also normal too, just to, I mean, you want to be corrected. You want to get better at your work. So when you had that negativity aimed at you for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, how did you emotionally recover? Emotionally, it was, um, I mean, a little bit discouraging at first, obviously, whenever that happens, it's like, oh, like this, how much longer is this going to take me to fix this? And uh, what do I need to do to fix this? But that just lasts for like a couple minutes and then you just kind of move on. I usually just move on and just start working. I, I mean, researching a lot of other project, other designs that have to do with what you're working on helps. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of helpful sites like Behance um, and Dribble, mm-hmm. which is like basically these sites are networks of different designers and illustrators that post their projects, whether they're working on it for a freelance client or for their actual full-time job or just for fun. Mm -hmm. And you can go there and just look at all these different design styles. And that kind of helps us motivation whenever you feel like you're going through a dry spell Mm -hmm. because of a recent critique or something or some negative feedback, like just, just looking at other people's work um, and not copying it or in in any way like that, but kind of using that as like an encouragement or determination. Like I can do this to inspire you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so finally, just to kind of wrap things up, mm-hmm. what would you say to someone trying to get started in a creative career and mm-hmm. they're dealing with rejection or just anyone dealing with rejection in general? Yeah, I would definitely say the worst thing you can do is dwell on it and keep yourself busy with other projects because 
you don't want to, this is for someone dealing with rejection in a creative atmosphere, but also anybody dealing with rejection in general shouldn't dwell on anything on the situation because if you do that, you're just going to waste time and you're only going to make yourself feel worse by doing it. Like it doesn't help at all doing that. Yeah. And also if you're trying to, if you're worrying about your image after the whole situation, it's only going to make yourself look worse to your employer or to your client if you're dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. You're only digging yourself deeper into the hole. So it's best just to move on from it and finish the task that you're working on. And if you can't see yourself doing that at the very moment, work on a separate project for at least an hour or so after the situation because that'll give you more time to think about it and what happened. Yeah. And then you can go back and revisit the situation after you put your mind off of it you won't be as stressed out about it and you'll have time to think it over and you won't be as upset. That has really, really helped. Okay. So Cool. Well, thank you, Brenda. Yeah, This has course. been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and to any listeners out there, if you have any questions or comments or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can reach us on social media like Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good one.